What's up, Boston baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. I'm Gail. Welcome. Welcome back. Happy two years to us. Happy two years. The terrible twos. <laughs> no, it's going to be the terrific twos. The terrific twos. Or the terrific threes. Because technically we just completed our second year. You know in America, so like we can- birthday. Yeah, like you consider yourself, like you call yourself 27. I call myself 25. But like <laughs> we're in our 28th Eighth year, year of, of life. life. Yeah. So in other countries, they'll say you're 28th. 28. I like get it, but I don't because like, where is the extra three months coming from? Like you're in the womb for like nine months. So like, are we just forgetting three months out of the year? You're not a year old when you're born. You're nine months old. Let's get well, it right. No, when you're born, they say you're zero. In America. Yeah. But in other countries, oh, you're one. Oh, yeah. But you're not, you're not. I think you're, they're saying like you're in your second year. When you turn one, like you're in your second year of life. But you're so not. They call you two. You're in your, you know how like those moms are like, yeah, my, my son's 24 months old. Like, well, you're really like two years old. What's 12 plus 24 nine. is two. No, what's 12 plus nine. You've lived 12. So when you turn one in America, you've been alive for 12 months plus the nine in the womb. Oh, you're plusing the time in the womb. Uh -huh. It's but a you, birthday, though. Yeah, it's the day you were born, not when you're an embryo. <laughs> but aren't the other countries implying that? No, 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 no. There's nothing to do with when you're no. in the womb. I think everyone agrees that the day that you're born is like when your birthday is. In <laughs> other countries, they're just saying you're not like, when you were that when you turn. So like this year, I'll be turning 28 in like American standards, but they're like, you just hit your 28th year. But in other countries, they're like, no, but you're like entering your 29th year of life. Does that make sense? So, okay. So technically when our babies turn one, they're technically two. They're saying that they're like entering their like second year of life. Like they just like lived one year and now Got they're it. entering okay. their second year of life versus in America where like they just turned one, but they're like, like you could be one and nine months old and you'll consider yourself to be one. I, but in other countries, they're like, they're in their second year of life. I get it now. I was making it more complicated than it needed to be. Just some quick math. That's what I do. If it's your first time here, <laughs> follow us on Instagram, drinksafterwork underscore. Um, we can't promise to um, enhance your math abilities, but we can promise a good time. Yes, <laughs> that is true. Um, no, we missed our two year anniversary because... It was this past weekend and we were so busy having our annual Friendsgiving weekend that we forgot what day it was. <laughs> this is true. This whole weekend was just one big blur. It was one big blur. You were with me for three days straight. Are yeah. you exhausted? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was great. It was a journey, a marathon. Not a sprint. It was not a sprint. Hell no. No, honestly, I had a lovely weekend. I'm very tired. Uh huh. I think I am ready to like sleep for a few days i yeah and have a relaxing thanksgiving yeah i'm with you on i that. kind of like the vibe of doing friendsgiving the week before thanksgiving because it puts you in the mood for thanksgiving yes because i am now at a spot where i'm like okay i i've been partied out like i'm ready to take a weekend off yes like there's yeah. no fomo not that i really get fomo these days anyways but i mean by the way, guys, when you're listening, Thanksgiving will have already passed, but we were, we were recording a few days early. So that's why we're talking about Thanksgiving. People are like, why are you talking about Thanksgiving? It was last week. Um, I think that 
I don't usually get FOMO too bad these days. Like unlike mm-hmm. college years when like you'd go home for the weekend to hang out with your family and all your friends would be going out to the bars and you get FOMO. Like, I don't get that anymore. One of the true joys of getting older, no more FOMO. But I think like there is this like pressure sometimes, like we talked about this last week to like go out and do things on Thanksgiving Eve and like party and like have fun and like catch up with everyone in your hometown. And I do think that after hosting 30 people for Friendsgiving, like there's no part of me that like feels that (laughs) pressure. I'm very content, like laying on the couch, hanging out, eating a ton of food, not going to the gym, like, you know, if I'm lucky, like, you know, showering maybe once or twice a day, no makeup, like nothing matters. That's my vibe this year. Nothing matters. That's what life is all about. Stunning. Stunning. It's stunning. Um, I think we started off with a bang. We took a journey to Chinatown for the first time um, for a lot of our friends. I know Mr. Man had never been to that neck of the the neck of the woods. Yeah, for like dinner. And his eyes lit up. He was like, oh, we need to come back here. Like there's so many restaurants I want to try. Honestly, if you have not been to, I, I think my biggest things I've I've heard for years, like obviously, oh yeah, and like all those places in mm-hmm. Chinatown that are supposed to be so good. I think the thing with Chinatown is like, I didn't really have a lot of experience going to those places like as when I first graduated and stuff. And there's so many options that I feel like it can be intimidating. Like, where do you start? Yeah. But honestly, I loved it. Like, I love the vibe. I highly recommend it. All the oh, restaurants in Chinatown are you're super- doing it. What? You're doing what I do and not saying where we went. Oh, <laughs> we went to Sojo. Yes, we did. It was so good. Sojo in Chinatown, highly, highly recommend. But all the restaurants in that area are just so much fun. Like the vibes are great. The food is amazing. They know what they're doing. Um, I felt sufficiently full. We went there with the like we went there with a pretty big group. There was eight of us. Mm-hmm. The boys were on one side of the table. <laughs> the amount of food they ordered, like I thought they. I think they thought it was tapas. I was like, these are not tapas. Like it's full plates. The amount of food they ordered, I was like almost disturbed. Like no one should eat that much, you know? Yeah, that's what they do best. Um, I will say my only qualm with the restaurant is that it is really small. And so their options for like big tables are few and far between. And so we got put at a high top, which I hate high tops. You don't I'm like sorry. High tops? Where do you put your coat? Where do you put your purse? There's already limited surface area for all of your food and drinks. So I'm just supposed to put my bag on the floor. Like my chair doesn't have a back. What yeah. do I do? What do I do? I think, I think 2023, we should rid of all high tops. If you own a restaurant and you're listening to this, get rid of your high tops, knock it off, get rid of the high tops. They're trash or at least like put backs on them. Okay. That's all I'm asking for. I don't think it's too much. I think that's fair. Right. Or like install freaking hooks. I honestly forgot about that. Oh, I didn't. That's I'm still mad about funny. it. We had to wear our coats the whole time. I wanted to hold. I know to wear it was cold. cold the whole time, though. It was cold. <laughs> Honestly, I had so much fun. What was that karaoke bar? I don't that know. We didn't get into? Oh my gosh. We need to go back. There is this karaoke bar. Oh my gosh. If someone knows what I'm talking about, like DM us because there's this karaoke bar in Chinatown and we didn't get in because you have to make like a reservation. Like there's Which different makes rooms. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> there's different rooms for it and like, 
there's a lot going on, but we got there and the place was like popping and it looked so fun. So I think like the perfect night out is like go to Sojo or an Oh Yeah if you want to go somewhere like super, super bougie. And honestly, any of the restaurants in Chinatown, go to that karaoke bar after. I feel like it was just like the perfect night. Yeah. I what, loved that. Since we didn't get into the karaoke bar, we went to this the little corner bar. Yeah. It's corner pub. Maybe is the what it's called. The corner side pub or something. something like that. That was fun. We it's in walking distance of Sojo. So just walk until you find something with the word corner on it. But it's like this cute dive bar that has like fun little like table games. Um, I had a blast. It was so fun. I like when we, I think that our friend group is like, we're very much creatures of habit. We've <laughs> yeah. lived in the city for so long and like, we know we like what we like. We have our favorite restaurants. Like if we're going out, I think we try to do a lot of like group things together. So I think we always know the places that are go. good for big groups. Like we know that we love like a committee. We know that we love certain places like in the North End. Like we mm -hmm. just know our places. So I like getting out of my comfort zone sometimes. So if you guys have any suggestions for places that are like different. And I can think accommodate. Sometimes I need the push. Like I need someone to be like, hey, go here. Yeah. And then just make a reservation. And I feel like I always have the best time when I do that. I agree. Yeah. Like, there are so many places in the South End that every time I go somewhere in the South End, I have like the best night of my life. Oh yeah. And I wouldn't just like think to go there by myself. Like I, some, one of my friends will be like, Hey, let's go here tonight. And I always have a blast. There's so many restaurants in the South End that I'm thinking of right now that I would love to go to. I know. Like Copa. Yeah. Toro. Yeah. Alona. Even at, like the bars, like the Shore Leaf Club Cafe, like that whole vibe. I want to go there. So fun. Oh, well, it didn't stop there. We went to Serafina for brunch and they have two locations, one on Newbury Street and then they just opened up one in Seaport this past summer. It was my second time going. I had gone for like an early dinner, late lunch one time with Mystery Man, but we took the crew to Serafina and Seaport and I really liked it. Yeah. I it's it like perfect. really cute on the inside. So cute. It was um, perfect. I thought it was a really good, like I didn't even know they had brunch, but it was delicious. Yeah, they have three different tiers of, you can get like a bucket of bubbles. So it's really good if you want to like do a group mimosa thing. But like the cheapest bucket of bubbles was like $42, which I feel like, I mean, you Isn't get- that bad? No, yeah, Especially you get for a, a big lot. group. Not yeah. Bad. Yeah, that was so fun. And then we hosted Friendsgiving um, on the rooftop of my apartment and there was 30 people. Michael did an amazing job, like, planning and mm -hmm. you did a good job with the decorations. It worked out. <laughs> it was great. We went to the grand after, which honestly hindsight, very, very funny move <laughs> eating a full Thanksgiving dinner, having dessert and then like going to the club. I was so stressed. I brought an entire bag of just my whole closet to your house. Cause I was like, I don't know what kind of mood I'm going to be in after I eat, especially right. after I eat gluten. Like I'm going to be like so bloated, so uncomfortable. Like I could bring one top and completely hate it after this dinner. So I'm glad that I did that because what did I, I don't know what I wore, but it probably wasn't what I was going to wear. I feel like there are always like two vibes. And after you have a Thanksgiving dinner, like we were all looking at each other and <laughs> my friend Janine was like, should we just like watch movies and stay in? And in that moment when she said that, I was like, that is exactly what I want right now. Like I want, yeah. after Thanksgiving, I think usually when we have Friendsgiving, like up at the lake, my vibe is, or our vibe is always, 
we have some wine. We play like people play card games. We watch movies. Like some people get out of control. Most people are like more chill and your stomach's full. You go to bed at like one in the morning. I think like having to try to transition your brain into thinking like club. It's hard. Was difficult, but like people powered through and I was impressed. Like I was impressed. I thought there'd be so many people that backed out and to our surprise, like I think almost all of us, like we had this moment where we were like, all right, we have to toughen up and we just have to go. And we did it. And we honestly had a really, really good time. No, it was fun. We saw the Stafford brothers there. Um, I, I will say, good. no, they were good. It was my first time there in two years. I know you went recently, yeah, but I forgot how freaking loud it is. And I'm like, wait, am I getting older and have sensitive ears? Because I'm not kidding. I bought earplugs in the bathroom. <laughs> No, they got a new sound system at one point. No, it slaps, but I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can, if I can keep, I don't know if I'm a club girl anymore. Yeah. I don't know if I can hang. Yeah. Like I literally, uh, tip, you know, the girl in the bathroom that has all the little goodies, she has underneath the sink a, a thing of, she probably bought the whole thing for like $5, like the whole thing of earplugs. And I, and there she was charging $2 and I tipped her three because I was feeling generous. I was like, thank you. And yeah. then I was, and then I was living my best life. That's smart though. Honestly, to wear earplugs to the club. Well, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Hearing Honestly, is sexy. The, the um, music was like so loud, but like I liked it, but I didn't realize how loud it was until we left and my ears were ringing and I was like, oh my gosh, like it really was loud. I didn't even realize it. But also like the table we were at was right next to the speaker. Yeah. So I think like that's, and of course that's Michael's favorite table. Right I know it is. God, I don't know why we always go to that table. And then Sunday we went to Snowport really briefly. Like I'm not even kidding. Four minutes we were in there. <laughs> I'm just happy we went. I want to go back. It was freezing. We out. went, took a picture and left. <laughs> but like going there to like, <clears throat> going there to like walk around, get like a hot chocolate. They have like alcoholic drinks there. Mm -hmm. And like they were making like, uh, like they were making pizzas and like brick oven pizzas. And there was like a waffle bar and like all this fun stuff. We had just had brunch, so we I didn't know. need any of that. But I feel like that's like the perfect date night. Like I feel like if you're someone living in Boston and you want to go on a date, but maybe you don't want to like go to a sit down dinner or you're trying to think of things like fun things to do with your significant other that don't revolve around just like only drinking. I think that's just like such a cute Christmassy thing to do. Yeah. And of course the shopping that they have. Yeah. They have the cutest shops. So it's in Seaport. Highly recommend. I feel like probably most people have heard of it, but yeah. if you are newer to the Boston area, definitely go over to Snowport because it's adorable. And I definitely want to go back. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So do you watch Dancing with the Stars? Um, have you? Okay, I watched Dancing with the Stars when I was in the sixth grade. <laughs> it's been around that long, Jesus. Yes, I don't understand why it's still here, but I'm with you on that one. But if you don't know, Charlie D'Amelio, Miss TikTok Queen, was on this most recent season of Dancing with the Stars, and she was partnered with Mark Ballas. I had to obviously Google who that was, and he's a professional ballroom dancer. And they won Dancing with the Stars. They won the whole thing. Like they were the finalists. But she's like a dancer. Okay, thank you. I really oh. felt like it wasn't a fair competition. 
I was talking to this with someone and I was like, yeah, like she literally got famous for TikTok dances. And they were like, so that doesn't mean anything. Like she just has rhythm. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty freaking sure that she has a background in dance. And lo and behold, I Googled it. She was a competitive dancer for 10 years. Oh yeah. How is that There's fair? There's no way Charlie just like randomly started like coming up with all these dance moves without having any sort of like, sure the girl was talented, but like, there's no way she just came up with this all this shit like four years ago or whenever TikTok became a thing. Almost like she four years ago. She definitely like learned it somewhere. Like it makes sense that she has a dancing background. Yeah. Her dad in an interview literally said she grew up dancing. It's in her heart. It's in her blood. It's so important to her. So I just don't understand why she was allowed. I feel like normally like the person that's supposed to be the unexperienced one is like truly unexperienced. Yeah. And doesn't have, I mean, I don't know. I haven't watched this show and probably same time sixth grade but i mean i'm happy for her i think she is a talented dancer and i did watch the their final like dance and i thought it was cute i thought you know it was a good performance but i just i don't know i i i would have liked to see someone that isn't her win i think i'd like to see a non-tiktoker be, yeah. be like anywhere you know oh what's her name gabby from the bachelorette or yeah she was on it. She didn't make it. She was on it. Yeah. So here's the thing. There like has to be some sort of like, you know how there's those mattress firm conspiracies <laughs> yeah. that everyone thinks that mattress firms are like selling drugs because yeah. why are there so many? Like there's more mattress firms per square foot than Starbucks. And you buy like one mattress every 10 years. So like, why are there so many? There's no, never anyone in them, but they just like exist. Mm -hmm. So everyone thinks that there's some shady shit happening. I agree with that. Cause Starbucks highly trafficked mattress firms, not highly trafficked. Like why do we need that many mattress firms? Anyways, same thing with dancing with the stars. Every single season, this show gets pretty famous people. I mean, not like super, super famous, but like decently famous. Like reality Whoever TV. Whoever is relevant. I feel like in that <coughs> moment, maybe. Kind of. Yeah. And they've been going on for like 15 years at this point to the point where I'm like, does anyone watch it? Like Peter, do you watch Dancing with the Stars? I don't, you don't. I could not name someone in my life <laughs> that has ever come up to me within the past 10 years and went, Shannon, did you watch Dancing with the Stars last night? Like even The Bachelor, <laughs> I feel like is losing its relevance a little bit. Like I feel like The Bachelor hit its peak when we were like seniors in college. Everyone watched The Bachelor. Like you'd watch, you'd walk into a room and people would be like, did you watch The Bachelor last night? It was like the craziest yeah. thing. These days, still very popular, but I do think that they've fallen off a little bit. Like the host changed, there's been a lot of changes and it's kind of the same, but people still watch it. Like Dancing with the Stars, I kid you not, I have not heard anyone talk about it in 10 years. So how are they on primetime TV? How? Like I have to know, like whoever makes that show, I don't know. I just Googled it. There's been 31 seasons of Dancing with the Stars. How the hell has there been 31 seasons of da Dancing with the Stars? That <laughs> I makes think it's for the people still watching primetime TV. <sighs> yeah, like who has cable? Whoever has cable is the one watching this. And whoever is like older than us, I feel like once the older generations die, like the show is going to be canceled. Right. But like people still watch the news. Like I'll still watch <laughs> the news sometimes. Really? Yeah. Like I want to know what's happening. I'm more of like world. a reading online article girl. Yeah. But like people still watch the news. I don't like my parents will watch the news. My parents aren't sitting there watching Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> my mom would wa rather watch that show Naked and Afraid, 
<laughs> then watch Dancing with the Stars. So then she watches the she watches the Alaskan Bush People. What is that? I don't know. My mom watches a lot of really funny stuff. She watches like the she watches like the Finding Bigfoot shows. You know those shows that they have, yeah. And those people like they go out and try to find Bigfoot, and they're like they're very like convinced you, that it's real. Do you believe in Bigfoot? I don't know. It's just like so funny. Like obviously not. You do. Maybe you believe in Bigfoot. I just don't think conspiracies are conspiracy. I think there's some truth to every conspiracy. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a big big claim. But like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like you just saw. Like, I don't know, maybe it was someone that was on a bad trip. Like they were like doing like, I don't know, drugs in the woods and they thought they saw a Bigfoot and then here we are hundreds of years later. I don't know if it's, it might be real. It's just funny that no one's ever seen it with all the (laughs) modern technology that we have. And it's always like a picture of it, like blurry in the background. Yeah. It's never clear. It's never clear. Honestly though, I will say one of my favorite traditions like around the holidays is going home sitting down with my mom and like watching all those shows. Cause it's like so <laughs> stupid, but it's like fun. Well, doesn't Michael make you watch Jeopardy? He does. Michael <laughs> loves Jeopardy. My mom is That's always like, one. my mom's always like, there will be no Jeopardy in this house. <laughs> but like Michael will walk, will walk in and put Jeopardy on. Oh, things get tense. Um, but yeah, honestly, I have no idea. I don't want to say this cause I sound kind of rude, but like, I feel like, the thing with Char, the thing with Charlie is with TikTok. Obviously, she was like the first, and she blew up hundred percent. But I don't really know if I feel like she did anything with it. Like they created that reality TV show. Is that still going on, by the way? I don't know. I watched one episode and then I stopped. Okay, so it may or may not be still happening. I feel like I don't hear about her anymore. I feel like Dancing with the Stars. Because she was Dancing with the Stars. Okay, true. <laughs> so maybe that's what it is. But I feel like Dancing with the Stars is what you do when- You have nothing. You have another <laughs> option. Ooh. <laughs> that's just like my personal No, but I want to know like, what's the hype? Like what, like, are you like living out a dream of like having rhythm that you always once wanted when you were a kid? Like what is the appeal to Dancing with I the Stars? I don't think there is one, which is to why feel I think alive? it's what people do when they don't have other options. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like you see a lot of like ex-bachelor, bachelorettes on there. Cause like, they're not really not getting the brand deals the way that they used to. They're like, let me just do something to get in front of the mass. But Gabby the masses. just freshly off. Like, I don't understand. I don't know. I Maybe because no it's idea. fun. Maybe their PR team told them to. I'm not really sure. I just feel like you see people that come from a TikTok background and the things they're doing, you're like, okay, that makes sense. Like even <laughs> Nessa, right? Like she's making music oh, and she slaps. She's like become very successful. Like she's yeah. like, I don't, I, I feel like people are starting to consider her not a TikToker, but like a singer and a, a singer songwriter. Yeah. yeah. Like she's becoming legit and making that crossover is very pivotal. Like Josh Richard, like with, you know, with Prez, I feel like people are thinking of him less as a TikToker and more of like a, you know, someone that he has a podcast, he's created success. Like he's seen as more of like a business person in a sense. Yep. I don't know. I think you have to, monetize something like that when you're the first, because I always think about this. If you're the first person to do something, chances are someone is going to be right behind you. Who's ready to do it better than you. Like TikTok, when it first started, it was a bunch of people just dancing and that became very popular. It's completely changed. Now there's people that are giving finance advice. There's people that are doing like they get ready with me. There's makeup artists. There's like professional videographers that can edit videos better than the rest of us. And People are going to be better. So I think if you're the first person to do something, you have to be like, all right, how do I use this to like get what I want? 
Yeah. That's why you got to wake up every day and try to be better than you were yesterday. Because if you don't, you're not going to get anywhere because someone out there is better than you. And don't forget it. Someone at work gave me this <laughs> advice once. They were like, my mom always used to tell me that there will always be someone out there that's better than you, prettier than you, and skinnier than you. And you need to accept that. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Like, that's almost freeing. Like, when you can accept <laughs> the fact that, like, hey, there's always going to be someone better than you, there's freedom in that. I just don't want to see them. I just don't want them in my view path. True. Which like, is why, like, TikTok is toxic. It's why I like to stay home. Yeah. Okay. Can't, you, you can't hear my feelings if I'm this home. Is, it's going down a dark path. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of TV shows, Grey's Anatomy, um, you know, our girl Meredith Grey is scrubbing out. I like, like that pun. Extru- I, I did like that. <laughs> that was cute. Thanks. For so, as someone that doesn't watch, <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> Do you Have you ever watched? I did. I, you did? In college, I watched um maybe like five seasons okay and i know there's like i mean the 19. first the first five are the best oh okay like the the show falls off after a while obviously i i don't know how it's still going i have no idea how it's still going i don't know what's going on like i don't Same. know who's still alive who's dead who's married who's got divorced who has kids. i have no idea eventually when a show has that much under the bridge like that much water under the bridge like how could it keep going like the entire original cast is gone. It's like, a, it's like a soap opera at this point. It's like a all my children where like it just keeps indefinitely going and there's new characters like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you have at some point you have to give it a rest. I just realized that the show debuted in 2005, which is the same year that Dancing with the Stars <laughs> premiered. And That's they have literally, no, not almost double. They have 19 seasons versus Dancing with the Stars, which has 31. That's what I mean. Like, Dancing with the Stars just like pumps them out. Like every <laughs> single day there's Dancing with the Stars that's on TV. I know. I don't want to dance with the stars. I literally <laughs> have no desire to dance with the stars. I want to um, get in the OR room with Meredith Grey. Yeah, the thing with Grey's Anatomy is it was really good. When I saw that she was going to be done, so here's the thing. I think Grey's Anatomy should have been done a very long time ago. I think they should have ended it when Patrick Dempsey died. There is, <gasps> oh, I knew that. There is no need to <laughs> continue a show when he was done. I know people are like, oh, like the actor was an asshole in real life. I don't really care because I was in love with Derek Shepard and I don't really care what Patrick Dempsey did because Derek would never do those things. So like when they killed him, they should have killed the show. There was no need for it to continue. When I heard that he died, I to this day have not watched that episode because I was so angry and resentful and full of rage to the point where I just stopped watching the show. So now I just rewatch it from episode, from season one, episode one to about like season five. And then I just start rewatching it because in my mind, he never mm-hmm. died. So he died in season 11. That yes. doesn't sound right. I feel like there's no way that I watched that many seasons. Did you watch him die? Yeah. Okay. It was in college. I remember my mom texted me. I never watched the episode because I was like, I'm not doing this to myself. It's episode 21. So just skip 21. I just like won't watch. (laughs) I just will never do it. But like, I just think that the show starts. It's amazing. Obviously, Meredith Grey was great. I just think that like, I'm surprised she lasted this long. And I also can't believe like, I figured that like when she was done, the show would be done. Like that was kind of what I thought would happen. I'm Googling her net worth. Oh, there's no way this is accurate. It's never accurate. I know, but I thought it'd be, it says 
In 2016, she was ranked fourth in the list of highest paid TV actresses by Forbes with earnings of $14.9 million. She became the third highest paid female and fifth highest paid overall actor in 2008 with earnings of $23.6 million. That was obviously a very long time ago. But like I was thinking her net worth would, would be like way, way more than that. I have no idea. I mean, they all probably have a lot more money than we think they do. She could have retired so long ago. Well, yeah, because you can like invest in stuff. I mean, I guess if you're still relevant, like why not just keep doing the show? Like, you know, you have the job, you know, you're making a ton of money. Like why? Well, it's like, it's like Tom Brady. Yeah. Like why? It's stop? like, that's their whole personality. It's also their like, job. Right. And she's probably being typecast so bad to this point where like, could she get another role? Like she is Meredith Grey. Does she want another role? I wouldn't. But right? like if she like stopped like five years ago, like she's been so typecast. I feel like that would get kind of boring. Being the same. I mean, I'm not an actor. I wouldn't know. But yeah, like since 2005, I don't know how many years that is off the top of my head. A I lot. I feel like it'd be cool. Like yeah. you had to play a doctor. Like I probably would start to think that I was a doctor. <laughs> Eventually. You just start giving out medical advice everywhere. I bet she like knows a lot of shit. Like low key. Yeah, because she probably has to like study doctors. Yeah. Like they can't sound so to get stupid. Into character. I think about that sometimes. Like huh. they must be like kind of smart. Or like whoever is like writing the show has to have like a medical person that they go to. Is she married with kids or anything? Yeah, she's married. I don't know if she has she kids. kids. So I was gonna I was going to ask, like, how, when you're as successful as her, like, how do you have a normal life? Like, with the husband and kids. That's what I mean. Like, you probably fall into a routine. I almost feel like movie stars have it worse because with Grey's Anatomy, I'm sure there's a set. It's probably, like, I don't even know, in L.A. or something. Obviously, they premiere, like, probably once a year. And she has her schedule down. Like, she knows how many, how intense it's going to be, the recording. Like, I feel like when you're... Like an Ariana Grande or a Tom Brady or actually, no, not even Tom Brady. Like if you're a like movie star where you're like going to sets and like, you know, freaking Dubai and like all this crazy shit, your life gets like so crazy and busy because it's so like volatile that it's hard to have a regular life. I almost feel like being in a TV show would be like for that long, like you know exactly what to expect. Um, Wait, did you know that she was born in Everett, Massachusetts? No. And she also has three kids confirmed. Sienna, Stella, and either Ellie or Eli. Not sure. I did not know that. But wow. the fall premiere just happened. She also put an emotional post on um, Instagram about it. Um, just kind of saying thank you so much for all the support over the years. I'm not going to say how the show ends because I don't want to ruin it for, for everyone if they haven't watched it yet. But I feel like the ending kind of made sense. They also kind of like in my mind at least, open up the door for her to come back in the future. And they don't brutally kill her the way that they did to Derek Shepard, which I'm still not over. <laughs> um, speaking of, I guess, people with crazy lives who travel all the time. So some new, like, I guess, like updates in the dating world in Hollywood. So Pete Davidson and Emrata allegedly are dating. Um, he has a type. You think so? Yeah, older than him. Yeah, she's Literally. not that much older though. She's no. like two years older than him. Yeah, but still, he's just girl after girl after yeah. girl older than him. And like, I don't get it. I don't get it. First it was Ari, then it was Kim. Now Wait, Ari wasn't older than him. No, but I just mean in oh, the like sense the of most, like- like beautiful girls. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. I literally don't. I, I mean like, 
this isn't even a dig at his appearance at all. It's just like, I feel like being able to say that you dated any one of those girls is like unheard of, but to do it to, to date all three, it should be in the Guinness world book of records, whatever that shit's called. I was thinking a lot about this and I think it actually started to make more sense to me because I think from the outside, it's like, okay, Ariana Grande, Kim Kardashian, um, Kate Beckinsale, um, now um, Emily Ratajkowski, like literally the most beautiful women in the world who some of them are his age, some of them are older, like some of them are very like mature and they're into him. Some girls are younger and they're into him. I don't know, but it's almost like that thing where I feel like some girls, they meet a guy, he might be like, okay looking, but then they find out his ex-girlfriend was like beautiful. And somehow that makes him hotter. True. Cause he could get a girl that hot. True. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like there's this like vibe where like if your ex-girlfriend is a 10 and the guy was like a six or a seven, but like he could, get a girl that hot. Like I feel like in a girl's mind psychologically, she's like, okay, so he must be so great to have gotten this girl. So that makes me want him more. And now he just has this like reputation that he dates the hottest girls in the world. So I think of a girl, if he's interested in a girl, like in her mind, psychologically, she might be like, okay, well that must mean that I'm so beautiful. Cause this guy only dates beautiful girls. Like that, like that vibe kind of makes more sense to me. No, I, I get it. I get, I just also don't get it, you know? He's also just like, I don't know, gotten like so famous because of all of his famous relationships at this point that it doesn't even matter. People also just want to know what the hype's all about. I think he like is definitely like funny and girls like guys that can make them laugh. This is true. You know, like a funny, always like he's, he's on SNL. Like he's obviously funny. He seems like chill, make you laugh a little bit. I feel like there's so many like freaks in Hollywood and I feel like people seem to love his personality. Yeah. Kim posted on her Insta story um, a quote from Manifest Now. Um, One thing I realized is that everything always ends up working out, sometimes even better than you can imagine. Remember this when you feel like you're, you're in a hard place or you feel like you're being challenged the most. Believe in where you're headed. See the bigger picture. And she posted that like shortly after like, news broke about it and so people are speculating like was that about Pete but then an insider said that no you know Kim is not bothered at all by Pete and Emily's relationship she she knows that things were over between them she just wants everyone to live their best lives and be happy and I'm like well how do you know what Kim wants I just think like, like did she pay <clears throat> you to say that right and like if I'm a friend I'm defending my friend being like she doesn't care right honestly why post that? That's weird. I know we said this last week about Giselle. I, and you're right. Like things are probably over a lot longer than we think that they're over for. But like, I feel like things just move so fast. Like literally two months ago, we're like, everyone's talking about Kim and Pete being like, oh my God, they're so cute. He just got a tattoo of her and all of her children's like on his body and everyone's obsessed with them. And like, they're going to get married. And then randomly they break up like a month later. And then boom, like two weeks later, he's dating Emily Ratajkowski. That just like seems to happen very fast. Like if I feel like I, if, if I'm Kim, part of me thinks I was like so special to this guy. And now he just like moved on from, to someone who looks honestly a lot like me, just like is 10 years younger than me. <laughs> yeah. You know who else 
breaks also, up. Also, when does she get divorced? Like, I'm so confused by that. Is it final? Emily? Is it actually final or does she file for divorce? Do we know? I don't, like. Not that that really matters. I mean, if you I honestly have no idea. I just remembered, like, she got married and, like, had a child with her husband. And she went on Call Her Daddy and was, like, telling the story about her and her husband and, like, how they met and, like, their love life. And it seemed very, like, down to earth. Like, I know they kind of just, like, got married. Like, no one knew about it. It was, like, a secret wedding or maybe they, like, eloped. I don't remember. But... I remember thinking their story was so cute. And I was like, wow, like I feel like this is one of those Hollywood couples that's gonna work out. And then randomly, like I heard that she was potentially dating Leonardo DiCaprio, which I don't know if that was even true or like no Brad Pitt or someone like that. I remember and that. all of a sudden I was like, when did she get a divorce? Like, I feel like I didn't even know. And then I like went back and looked it up and it was like, I think either over the summer or something like that. I was just, but I don't remember it. like why September, she got a September, early September there was, news that she files for divorce. So I don't really know how fast, I mean, it's almost been three months. I feel like she could definitely be divorced like legally by now. Right, I don't even know why she got divorced though. Like I I, I felt like, I don't know. See. They were married for four years. Right, they were together for a very long time. Um, I remember that. Cause I remember when she got married, everyone was very shocked. Like it was very sudden. It says, the, the terms of the divorce have not been resolved between the spot. What does that mean? I have no idea. It was Emily's decision, oh. apparently. I wonder if someone cheated. Oh, wait. Speculation about a possible separation began in July after the model was seen running errands without her wedding. Mm, okay. That's Interesting. Why? Interesting. Mm. Um, speaking of people getting separated, Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker are officially done. Okay, and I'm sure next episode they'll be back together. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess Kendall and Devin Booker broke up briefly at one point over the summer and unconfirmed, but everyone thought they broke up. And then in August, she posted a picture with them together. They've been dating for two years. Um, they made it official though, like Instagram official in, I think it was like February of 2021, like around Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. So they've been dating for a while, honestly. So I guess they quietly broke up last month. The news is just coming out. And I'm wondering, I'm like, is how is Kendall the only Kardashian or Kardashian Jenner, I should say, that is able to keep her breakups quiet? Cause the rest of them, like you hear about it the next day. I feel like one, because Kim loves drama. Kim, like, I think Kim likes to air her dirty laundry on purpose. Cause she loves clout and she loves attention. It's very much um, evident in this Hulu series. Um, not knocking that, like, do you, it's your life. But, um, I feel like Kendall's the type of girl that like doesn't leave the house unless she has to, like, unless Kris Jenner summons her to a family gathering or she booked a show in Paris. Like, I feel like she's really low key. Yeah. Like she's talked about her past, like on past episodes, like how she struggles with anxiety and especially like health anxiety. I yeah. feel like she's a lot more like low key than her sisters. She definitely is. Honestly, so it's hard to like, you know, break the news if you're you're not leaving the house, you're not being spotted like without him or whatever. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Honestly, I think that that's such a good point. And it also just makes me realize too that like, if I think sometimes like the Kardashians make it sound like, oh my God, it's so hard. Like my life is publicized and everyone's finding out like about my dirty laundry, whatever which I'm sure it is. And I like do still have sympathy for them, but it does make you realize that if you want things to be quiet, like you probably could keep things quiet. 
Like I'm sure a lot of the stuff that happens like is intentionally um, leaked out there. You I know what saw I mean? a freaking TikTok. Who knows if it's true, but Kylie makes every single person sign an NDA and takes their phone when they enter her house because she doesn't want like photos being leaked or information being sold about like her children or anything. Right. I like, do. I, I could see that. Like literally makes anyone sign an NDA. Probably the freaking mailman has to say, I bet that the Kardashians and Jenner family have like a deal with like the post office that like only someone is allowed to deliver mail. Oh, definitely. Like they definitely have an assigned mail delivery. There's like no way that they just let random people into their Because house. imagine like the mailman is like delivering mail and then all of a sudden you see Tristan and Chloe fighting on the front steps. Like- And they snap a picture. Yeah. Yeah, no, that stuff I'm sure has happened before too. That makes- so much sense. Like it could literally be as simple as the mailman leaking news. So I wouldn't be surprised if they have an NDA set up for quite literally every Imagine single Imagine like being like how isolating that would be though. That you yeah. cannot interact with anyone ever. I know. Like not that I really feel bad for them. It's but lonely at the top. It's, they literally say it's lonely up top. For a reason. Yeah. It's, it's lonely at the it's top. It's lonely guys. <laughs> and yet we're all trying to get to the top. I know. It's like we all want this, but like, we're do also we? like, do we? No, do we? we don't. We don't. I would never want to be Kardashian famous. You know what we want? Those Cyber Monday deals. Oh, it's Cyber oh, Monday. Oh. If you're listening to this episode, <laughs> it's finally Cyber Monday. If you yep. listened last week, you know that we Abby, promised you a banger. Abby was very excited. Not for Black <laughs> Friday, not for Thanksgiving, but for Cyber Monday. I know. Because I don't like leaving my house. I'd rather just shop online. That's true. Um, no, as we record this, I've already started reaping in the benefits of Cyber Monday. A lot of <coughs> businesses, companies, whatever, are starting their Black Friday, Cyber Black Friday, Sun Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals early. Um, so I've been just buying Mr. Man like random shit here and there, like Bomba socks is having 20% off right now. You know who's Ooh. getting new socks. You know who's getting new. That is like the one thing I ask for every year. My socks. mom is like, what do you want this year, sweetie? I'm like, socks. Same. She's like, no, what do you actually want? I'm like, you don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> I where- rely on Christmas for new socks. No, I need Christmas for new socks. Where do they go? Where? I don't know. Like, in college, it made sense because you were living in a dorm or like an apartment with a bunch of girls and people's stuff gets like, I don't know, like, into your roommate stuff and like the yeah. washing machine. Nowadays, I'm like, I don't understand. Cause it's not like I'm going to like your house, taking my socks off and leaving them there. Like I have my socks on all day <laughs> and I take them off and I put them in the hamper at night. So how do I lose socks every single year? It's, it, it's a great it's question. It's a conspiracy. I mean, I would put money on it that a couple of your socks are in Miami. Okay. Like, so a few socks. Like, yeah, we can probably attribute three or four socks to Miami. But yeah. the rest of them doesn't make sense. Actually, you're not wearing socks in Miami. I take that back. By it's the time you guys are listening to this, <laughs> I probably will have already been tumbling around the mall on Black Friday. Yeah. Are you participating? Do you think? <sighs> Honestly, yes. Like, I have to. Shopping but in person or online? Or this both? is both. This okay. is what I've come around. Well, Cyber Monday gives me anxiety because I work on Mondays. Like, I can't just. Like Black Friday, we have it off. Like I get the day after Thanksgiving off. So I go to the mall, but like on a Monday, like I'm working. Am I supposed to just be like shopping while I work? I I guess, yes, but like, I don't do that. Yeah. No. Do it on your lunch break. It just gives me anxiety. I am like a, I need to get a cart full of things and then like decide and like 
do process of elimination and figure out what makes me feel less sad to delete in my cart. <laughs> like I'm one of those people. Okay, so you plan out your your online shopping hauls. Like if I have a day where I have nothing to do except for rot on the couch, and like I will online shop on a day like that. But I can't, I'm not like a quick hitter, like go online for 30 minutes. Like I, it needs to be like a four hour long oh, ritual. Okay. Because I end up now loading my sense. cart with like 50 things and I get rid of like 40 of them. Okay. What about okay. you? Yeah, I, I don't plan on going to the mall. I think this time of year I would um, rather eat glass, but um, I will, I, I have been and I will plan to shop on Cyber Monday. I think, you know, it's a great time of year to say, fuck all the big brands that charge an arm and a leg and I'm gonna buy everything discounted because why not? Yeah, I think that's cute. That's, that is the, the, the season of giving. Exactly. That they always talk about. Exactly. Honestly, I'm just so merry. You are merry. And bright. And shiny. And bright. I'm shiny. Do I need powder? Yeah. Oh. You are. I didn't know how to tell you. It's been a long day. So here's the thing. It's funny you just said that, that you don't want to go to the ball because I'm actually like, for me, going to a mall on Black Friday gives you joy. Gives me joy. And it's not because of the shopping. It's like the tradition, I think every single year, ever since I was young, me and my mom, my sister, and sometimes my two cousins, and sometimes my aunt would, we've done it different every year. We've had the years where we like went straight at midnight to the mall, which that is like, if you do that, that's intense. I've done that. It's intense. Looking back, I regret it. And also it's, it's for people that don't, that haven't ever dr drinking yet. Because like, that's like a crazy thing. Like when you're 18, you're like, oh my gosh, let's go to the mall at midnight. Cause it feels crazy. You know, when you start getting a little older and you start drinking on Thanksgiving, you're not going to be driving anywhere at midnight. True. Yeah. So that was always fun when we were in high school. And then the older you get, you start like, there was one year we woke up at like four in the morning and went. There was one year we woke up at like three and went. And it, there was always just something so cozy about it's pitch blackout. And my mom, my sister and I are in the car. She, we wouldn't listen to things to Christmas movie music until the day after Thanksgiving. That was like okay. her role. So for the first time that year, we'd play Christmas music. We'd drive, we'd get a Starbucks and we'd go to the, the mall. And it wasn't even about what we bought. I think the experience just always yeah. felt so cozy. Like, and a tradition. Yeah, like there's just like this cozy moment. So like whenever I think about Black Friday shopping, like I could give a shit if I walked into a store and buy a single thing. It's just like, the act of going and keeping yeah. the tradition alive. And I think like the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that like those core memories are really like what I live for. Like not to be super sappy, but like Christmas itself, what is it? It's a holiday where you- Based on greed. Where you decide how much you love someone by how much money you can spend on presents for them, which I just think is so stupid and superficial. But like ultimately the reason I love it is because of the traditions and like spending time with people that you love and the cheesy Christmas movies and decorating. And like, I don't know, I think when I was single and missing Michael, like I, it was always Christmas, like makes you the most realize like how much you want to be with people that you love during those times. I think that's really what it's about. You know, it's not about like what you're buying people. So I think that's why long. like I'm over the presence. Oh, you're over it. I'm just like over it. Insert Shannon, but I still want a present, but Michael. <laughs> no, I think I'm on the same page. I think growing up, you know, I would count on those Victoria's Secret yoga pants every Christmas. Oh, like yeah. that better be in my gift basket, whatever. You know, I loved it. I soaked it up, but I, I agree. I think as you get older, you care less about material things. And now it's like, well, all I want for Christmas is 
my friends and family to be happy and healthy and like to spend time together. Like what I would give for another Christmas with my Nana. Like I could care less about material items now. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. But I think, I think that comes with age. Yes. And also like I was thinking about this the other day when you're growing up, the reason, cause when you're younger, like you love the Chris, the Christmas presents, but it makes sense too. Cause you're getting older. Like when I was it's also not our fault. Yeah. Like we're, we're programmed from to a want, young age to want things for Christmas. Yeah. And there is, I understand that people listening are like, well, Christmas isn't about like getting each other gifts and showing how much you can spend. It's about like the thought that goes into getting someone a nice gift that they're going to love, which I do get. So there's nothing against that. I understand that some people's love languages are gifts are receiving gifts. So I'm not going to like, or getting knock. exactly. So I'm not going to knock a love language. I do get it, which is why like, I'm not opposed to getting gifts for people. I just think that like when you're getting older, there's like a need for it. Like you're in high school and you've outgrown your clothes and you need new clothes or you're going to college and you need things for your dorm or you're going through stages in life. So it makes sense. I think Michael and I were talking about it this past week and I literally said to him, cause he was asking me like, he's like, I don't really want to get you something. Like what, what would you want? And I was like, I don't want anything. And he's like, no, no, no. Like actually, what do you want? And I told him this, I was like, listen, I am not so young that like, I'm still like growing up and like outgrowing clothes or like entering new stages in life or like just got my very first corporate job where I might need like a briefcase or something like that. But I'm also not at the point where I'm married yet or just bought a house or like just had a baby in a sense where like people could get me like presents for my house or something for my marriage or like whatever, you know what I mean? We're in this like transitional period where I'm in my, I guess late twenties <laughs> and I've been in my twenties for a while. I make my own money. And to be honest, I literally, I don't, I feel like I have everything I need. So it feels almost like wrong to try to ask for anything else. Like I feel guilty. And I was like telling him that I was like, I don't think I want anything because it just makes me feel uncomfortable because I already have, you know, so much. So would you be disappointed if you got nothing? No, really? I really don't think I would. Okay. Genuinely. But I, res I, but no, I, I respect that. I also think my love language isn't receiving gifts. gifts. Yeah. So again, like if the, if yours is like, there are some people that are like, listen, it's not about the money or anything. It's just like, that's how I feel love. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm not knocking anyone that receives love that way. I just think that like Michael, like there's so many other w things that he does that make me so happy that gifts right. isn't one of them. Like I would honestly rather like do something nice for someone else less fortunate on Christmas with the money we were going to spend on Aww. gifts for each other because it almost like makes me feel weird to think of like asking for things. Oh, I know couples that they don't buy each other presents for Christmas, but instead, you know, on Christmas Eve or Christmas day or the week of Christmas, they sit down together and they plan a trip for yeah. the upcoming year. And that's their gift to each other. That's like more my vibe. I yeah. think I'd rather that, or even like doing six, I literally said to him, like, I'd rather have a day where we went to like, I've always wanted to do this and I've never done it, but like drive around to like the nice towns in Boston that have like the nice lights and then like go ice skating and like all that like corny shit. Like I love that. Like that makes me feel happy more than whatever. Well, what about you? So I think that America has a, well, I guess it's not just America, but we have like a spending problem. I feel like people in general just buy shit just to buy shit. And so it can almost become meaningless when, you know, Christmas is just another day of like receiving shit that like, 
you have to ask yourself, like, do you want it or do you need it? And right. I mean, I have to ask myself that when I'm, you know, buying stuff. It's hard this week with all the Cyber Monday deals, Black Friday deals, like to not just like splurge and like treat myself because I feel like I do that enough. But right. Like you become numb to it because we buy things all the time. Like I yeah. think like I buy things so often. Like spending is like no longer fulfilling. No. And so receiving gifts, I mean, as nice as it is, I just feel like at this point in my life, like I don't, mm, I want it, but do I need it? No. Yes. Like I have, like you said, like I have everything I need. Everything else is just an added bonus, but I, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for things. No, I don't either. If, if that's, if that's what you want, I think take advantage. You get two, no, you get three, you get no mm, Valentine's day is not a given, but you get your birthday and you get Christmas. And that's yes. the time when like you can get what you want and that's fine. So I think take advantage of it. But I do like the idea of, you know, maybe instead of doing everyone, like get your family member, every single family member a gift, like do a secret Santa or a Yankee swap. So that like you only, cause it, you know, times are tough. Like having to spend money for every single person in your life. Like, you know, you have to buy for your family, your significant other, yeah, your significant other's family. Like it adds up and it can be a stressful time for a lot of people. I feel like, so if that's something that like, you think would benefit you, I think not doing gifts should be normalized. I feel like more couples should not do gifts and like, yeah, just focus on the bigger picture. And again, like Michael and I have been together for eight years. So yeah. there's a level of like, I, I think I said this last week too. Like if you are in a new relationship and you want to get this person like something for Christmas, I'm not saying that makes you a bad person because we went through eight years of getting each other things. So I think it's just like an, an idea of like, all right, like, is there something different we can do? But I think it's interesting you what you said, because I think like our generation, for the most part, at least I'm not generalizing at all, but there are a lot of people in our generation who I think grew up in like a life of like abundance in a sense to the point where Hopefully. it's- Hopefully you're privileged enough. Yes, but even without it, like it's yeah. all, like, we didn't grow up during the- depression or during war times. Like, I just think like, you think about like our, our grandparents and our great grandparents, they just grew up, they grew up during different times than we did. So I don't know. I lately it's just been on my mind. Like I think when I was like first graduating, you first start making money in your head. You're like, Oh my God, I can buy things. This is so cool. And I still buy things quite often, but I think I've come around on like just getting things just to get them. For example, like I have probably 2000 points at Sephora and I feel like every time I used to just instantly like anything they had, like the 100 point things, like I would be like, yes, like give me whatever you have. But then I realized I didn't use those things and they just like clutter up my drawers and it feels so wasteful. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, I'd rather just like not get anything until I know it's going to be something that I actually like. Well, that's why I like Ulta because you can actually like put it towards your purchase and get like $10 off your purchase or whatever. But I agree. I think Sephora, ugh, their stupid program is so stupid because you're right. Like you see it in the moment and you're like, oh yeah, shiny. Yeah, let's get it. And then it sits in your, your drawer in your bathroom for the next six months until you decide to throw right. it out. Or even like, like the Ipsy boxes and like the FabFitFun. Like again, s for some people that stuff works because they're like, I don't want to deal with like shopping for my, for my own stuff. So like getting this box in the, in the mail every month 
with a few items is perfect. But for me, like I know that those things would show up and they would just like start to clutter up my apartment. And I think I'm like reaching a point where I'm, I get like a little freaked out by like mass quantities of things that I'm not going to use, which is funny because I used to be the opposite. Like I used to be like, the queen of buying like a bunch of things. Cause I'm like, Oh, there was a, there was a sale. Like who cares? Right. But now I'm like, no, no, no. Like I have all this like shit in my apartment. Like where does, why do I need it? Where does it go? And I'd rather have like less things. So I know you were worried about your bedroom closet in your new apartment. Yeah. How are you, how are you liking it now? See, I actually, I like it. Like it's teeny and I have a seasonal closet, but I kind of like that. I like having less options. That's what you wanted. You wanted to be a seasonal baddie. Yeah. I'm a seasonal baddie. And you are. I do. I like it. And I also like, I can't shop as much, which is good. I know. Mr. Man is like, if you buy one more coat, we have nowhere to put it. And I'm like, oh, I really want to. Like, I'm not kidding today. I contemplated because it's 30% off at freaking Banana Republic. I was like, I really want this coat. Like, I'm going to buy it. You're becoming it. me with the coats. I know. You never used to buy so many coats. I've I seen know. you buy so many new coats. I know. Like, I love it don't for remind you. Me. <laughs> okay, tell that to Mystery Man because we don't have enough space for it. But it's one of those things where I have to remind myself, like, do I want it or do I need it? And he was like, you know, Abby, I have a rule of thumb that I get one coat per season. Yeah. I'm like, "Hmm." I honestly, like, I think it's all about the sabotaging yourself in a good way mentality. Like if I have a walk-in closet, I will fill it. I don't care how big it is. I don't care if it's the size of a 1500, like I will just buy things to fill it up. I just won't stop. So like having a smaller closet, like I physically can't shop as much. I think it's done wonders for me. Highly recommend, (laughs) even though I don't actually recommend, but like I'm trying to do this new thing where I look at things in a positive way. Oh, I love that. I don't know. Well, I think it's, it's easy to get carried away. Like I feel like, uh, my early twenties, mid twenties, and now my late twenties, I feel like it took me a while to make enough money on my own to be like, I mean, I've been financially independent since pretty much I was 18, but like to be financially independent and in a good spot where it's like, I feel like I'm making enough money where like I'm actually comfortable and like can shop more. I feel like it's so easy to get carried away with overspending. Yeah. And I know like a lot of people can like find themselves in like credit card debt because like they see a freaking Zara haul on TikTok and they're yes. like, or a Revolve haul, whatever it is. Like they're like, oh, I need this. I need that. I and am like getting so sick of those. I know. It's like kind of toxic. Well, I need I, to stop seeing them. The, the problem with the hauls is that I'm sure there's a small percentage that actually buy them or they keep whatever clothes, but a lot of them are just doing it for show. They'll You think so? Yeah, they buy the clothes so that they can do this haul and like appear to be super stylish and trendy. They make the TikTok, it blows up, they return the clothes. You think they return the clothes? Yeah. Really? Well, I know for a fact, at least Revolve is struggling like hardcore. Like their um, like return rate is like astronomical. That's crazy. Like people are either making, they're buying the clothes, they wear it once and they return it or they're making these hauls for the video and then returning it. It's crazy to me because I feel like Revolve is everywhere. Every Mm -hmm. single girl that you see is like, my shoes are from Revolve. My hat is from Revolve. My shirt is from Revolve. Like to the point where it's almost nauseating. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that they get like the most returns. Yeah. That's crazy. 
to me. I know that Zara does not get the most returns because their return line is so long in Boston. <laughs> Literally, I went to return something and you know me, I don't return things. Mm-hmm. I was so, like I showed up, I w- waited in that line for 45 minutes. I turned around, I was like, you know what? I'll keep it. Like, I, <laughs> this isn't worth it. You know what me. I bought in New York with you? Yeah. I still have it. You haven't returned it. No. Because like, how could you? And it's almost, I simply could not. I will not be going to Zara on Newbury Street. You couldn't pay me. Yeah, it's literally insane. So it'll sit in my closet until I decide I like it. <laughs> literally. Um, okay, and then really quick transition. I know this is like completely off topic, but have you seen the all the TikToks and everything about like the smiley face killer in Boston? The smiley face killer. I think I I saw this one guy talk about this kid in the river. Is that the same thing? Yes. Okay, that was like extremely disturbing. Okay, so anyone that lives in Boston, I don't know, I feel like everyone knows about this, but when I was in college and I was like moving to the city, I remember I saw this article about like the missing men in Boston. And it was basically this like quasi, I don't know if you wanna call it a conspiracy theory, but basically every single year or like once every six months or something, maybe sometimes they'd go like a year or two without this happening over the last like 20 years or so there have been men that go missing in Boston and they, they usually end up like in the Charles river. That's so disturbing. None of them have been ever ruled a homicide. Cause there's never been like signs of a struggle, but it's always these men and they're always in their, like I would say like mid to late twenties, usually in pretty good shape. And it's usually like they leave either a sporting event, like a Celtics game or a Bruins game, or they're at those bars like in the West End and all of a sudden they go missing and they show up in the Charles River. All of these deaths always get marked as a um, an accident because typically it's like a boy leaving either a sporting event or a bar. So it's always like, all right, he was drunk, he was wandering around and he fell into the and he fell into the river. Which, by the way, those of us who live in Boston, you don't just fall into the Charles River. The amount of times I've been out to the the garden or to the bars in the West End and I've been drinking, like you don't it's not like we live in Chicago where the river walk is right there and you could just like stumble into the river. Like you'd have to try to fall into the Charles River. That's like not a thing. Um I just found a really disturbing website called SerialKillerCalendar.com. Oh. And it's slash the smiley face killer. And there is someone that wrote basically like not all of them because the last victim was listed in 2017, but they have like victims from 2003. Yeah. And like it says like um, how old they were, like where they were, where they were found. I mean, or where, like, it was St. Patrick's Day weekend. They were at Faneuil Hall. Body found 2007 in the Boston Harbor. Like, yeah. all, and they're all young guys. It's all these guys in their 20s who are usually in pretty good shape. They, there's, like, definitely, like, a typology. And they all get ruled as accidents. Like, there's not, not one that was ruled as a homicide because they cannot find a sign of struggle. And this has been happening for literally 20 years. And it's crazy. It's either, either like, the harbor or the Charles River. And again, like living in Boston for as long as we have at this point, like that doesn't just happen. No. And like our guy friends have like definitely had moments of like, I would say like non sobriety. I don't, I don't know if I see someone just like falling in to those bodies of water. No. I know that there's people listening that are like, it's very common for drunk men to fall into bodies, large bodies of water. And like, I get that. But like, 
I don't think you could just, I wouldn't even know how to find the Charles River if I was leaving the garden. <laughs> It'd be hard to get to. Anyways, this is, um, been happening for 20 years. There's people that have always speculated that there is a serial killer that um, has been killing these men and he has a type or she and that they make them look like accidents and they get ruled as accidents. And there's like so much like data where this one girl was like, my boyfriend was at the Celtics game and he had only had one drink. He wasn't even drinking that night. And he texted me saying, hey, can you pick me up? And he was waiting outside for her and she pulled up and all of a sudden his phone was gone or all of a sudden he was gone. And then they like tracked his phone and it was like, I don't even know, like a thousand feet away. And all of a sudden he was like dead, like two weeks later, like in the Charles river. Like there's all these like different reports that are like, this guy definitely wasn't drunk. He wasn't drinking. How did this happen? So like the math ain't math. Yeah. A lot of things that haven't added up a lot of sketchiness, a lot of, there's like a lot of people, there's a documentary about it. I think there's a podcast about it, um, about the missing, missing men in Boston. It's been happening for a while. So I've always been aware of it, but basically two weeks ago, um, there is a man who this happened to, except he survived. And it's the very, very first time that someone has ever survived. So um, this man, he was, I think like 24 or 25 years old. He was at the Celtics game with his friends. He leaves, um, They, his friend had like drove, driven them there. They were like on, they parked like near where like the police park or something like that. And they were going back to change before they went out um, after the game. He'd had two drinks all night. So he was very much sober. Um, it's what he said. And then he was like, all right, guys, I'm going to go pee really quick. I'll meet up with you. That's the last thing he remembers. All of a sudden he is drowning or he wakes up and he's in a hospital bed. Mm -hmm. His ears are completely like cut up, like destroyed, like bruised, bleeding. The TikTok I saw was like, very, it was like very graphic. Very, and very disturbing. Like it doesn't, it, I get like the head injury part, but like the ear thing, like it, Mm. He had a bump on his forehead, which mm -mm. so basically what the police are saying is like, oh, he was definitely drunk. He fell, hit his head and fell into the river, which that just doesn't make sense. Again, if you live in Boston, like, you know what I'm talking about? You don't just fall into the river, but yeah. whatever. Um, so that's what people are saying happened. And it doesn't make sense because his ears were like so messed up to the point and like cut up and like almost like cut that like it didn't make sense. He wakes up in the hospital. He has no idea what happened. An 18 year old guy, I guess, saw him drowning, pulled him out of the river and saved him. And he is like the first ever survivor. He has no idea what happened. Um, I guess the toxicology report came back and said that he was very much sober. I think he'd had like one or two drinks. So he was not drunk. No one knows what happened. Um, so very, very suspicious. It wasn't on the news. Like I haven't seen anyone talking about it really. The police like haven't really like taken any action. Um, because they're saying, I don't know, very interesting. Um, and then another, like this guy, like on TikTok, has been reporting on this. And I guess what happened was this 18 year old guy pulled him out of the water and he had another guy with him that everyone thought was his dad. And recently it came out that it wasn't his dad and no one knows who this person is. And if you, if you see this TikTok, the guy's name is, what is it? Mark Lewis. Yeah, Mark with a C, so it's M-A-R-C, Lewis is cool on TikTok. Um, that's the one I saw. I'm pretty sure it's the same one. It, w it went viral. Um, you can check it out, see more. He posted like, what, at least three different TikToks about it. Yeah, he so posted sure like watch them three all. different TikToks. So go to watch to know what we're talking about because it's like kind of hard to explain the whole thing, but super creepy. You probably won't be able to sleep tonight if you see it. But moral of the story is, I feel like a lot of time men 
like have the sense of security where they feel like they think they're invincible. Things aren't going to happen to them yeah. if they drink too much. So if you're a man in the Boston area, just be careful when you go out. I don't know if any men listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. but if you have a guy friend or a boyfriend, just make sure he's being responsible because I've been so crazy about Michael lately. I'm like, please do not go places by by yourself at night. Also don't um, wear headphones at night. Like I know oh. it seems so innocent, but like if you're listening to a podcast, prefer- preferably ours or um, <laughs> like music and you can't hear, if you're not aware of your surroundings, like visually and audibly, like that is that leaves you vulnerable and easy to be attacked so and think about all like the stupid shit i did when i first graduated college and like you know you're at the bar and you get into an uber by yourself or just like whatever and in the moment you don't think it's you're being stupid but like you're looking back you're like oh that was stupid i shouldn't have done that and now i feel like i'm like hyper aware hyper paranoid about things which i don't know if that's healthy but i feel like living in the city you just have to kind of think that way so i think it's time that men started thinking that way too yeah. and if you listen listen to our podcast just listen on mute and <laughs> all is well yeah. but buddy system go places with your friends boys be yeah. careful out there well that's all we have for you baddies this week we'll let you go so you can go shop till you drop on this beautiful cyber monday um if you liked what you heard follow us on instagram it's at drinks after work underscore follow us on tiktok it's at drinks after work no underscore and if you're a girl in the boston area looking to make new friends looking for things to do join our private facebook group there's over seven thousand girls in it um it's linked in our ig bio the hooby link so see you there love you bodies see you next week bye bye